The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. If you're in the Northern Hemisphere, you might be enjoying some of the fall colors. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Wednesday, September 27th, 2023, Wednesday of the 25th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle 1. Wednesday is a day to pray the glorious mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the memorial of St. Vincent de Paul. He was born in 1580, and the Countess de Gandhi persuaded her husband to endow and support a group of zealous missionaries who would work among poor tenant farmers and country people in general. Now, Vincent was too humble to accept leadership at first, but after working for some time in Paris among imprisoned galley slaves, he returned to be the leader of what is now known as the Congregation of the Mission, or the Vincentians. Later, Vincent established confraternities of charity for the spiritual and physical relief of the poor and sick of each parish. From these, with the help of St. Louise de Mariac, came the Daughters of Charity. Vincent was, by temperament, a very irascible person. Even his friends admitted it. He said that except for the grace of God, he would have been hard and repulsive, rough and cross. But he became a tender and affectionate man, very sensitive to the needs of others. Pope Leo XIII made St. Vincent de Paul the patron of all charitable societies outstanding among these, of course, is the Society of St. Vincent de Paul. St. Vincent de Paul, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Into thy hands, O God, we commend ourselves this day and all those who are dear to us. Let the gift of thy wonderful presence be with us even to the end of the day. Grant that we never lose sight of thee all the day long, but rather praise and beseech thee, that our thanks may come to thee again at its close. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray for those persons living on the margins of society in inhumane life conditions. May they not be overlooked by institutions and never considered of lesser importance. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the Gospel of the Day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins, and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Garden Angel, intercede for me. I've just moved to a new house in a new city for a new apostolic, a new pastoral assignment. And I'm in a lovely house, full of character, an old house. And in it, there's a very impressive grandfather clock. On it, it says Morrison. I did a bit of investigation. Morrison clocks are quite valuable. I looked on the internet and you can get a Morrison clock for close to £3,000, which might be more than €3,000 or dollars. So these are impressive things. And this clock looks lovely, it's in a nice precious wood case, probably mahogany, it's got some nice images on it, paintings, perhaps with some mythological references. All really impressive. But there's only one problem, it doesn't work. And it doesn't show obvious signs that it could be made to work. So we've got this lovely clock, 
and it doesn't work. It looks great and it doesn't work. Now, the saying goes that even a broken clock can be right twice a day and there's an element of truth in that. But fundamentally, it doesn't do the business. And I think this can help us to pray about today's Gospel where you, Jesus, talk to us about the apostolate or the apostolic mission or the work of evangelization. And the clock teaches us a lot because the clock has got all these wonderful parts, really high-quality parts, probably very well-made, top quality in their day, but they don't work together. And if they don't work together, the machine doesn't fulfill its function. And Lord Jesus, we don't want to be like that in the work of the apostolate, the work of evangelization full of talents, individual skills, personal brilliance, but we don't work together. And therefore, the whole thing doesn't work. The whole thing doesn't go forward. It might be occasionally right, like the clock is right twice a day. But that's no good. Jesus, we know that we want to work together, that we need to work together in the work of the apostolate to do your will, to evangelize. Because evangelization fundamentally is bringing people in contact with you, with the Trinity. And the life of the Trinity, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, is essentially unity. And if we're not united, we're not going to evangelize. Because evangelizing is bringing people into your life. And if we don't share your life, and therefore we don't share your unity, we're not going to bring people into that life. And that's why it's so sad when we see disunity in the church, or disunity in a parish, or disunity in some group within the church, or some organization, or some house. And if we are in any way contributing to that disunity, we have to change. Jesus, you're calling on us to convert. But let's turn to today's Gospel from the ninth chapter of the Gospel of Luke. And he called the twelve together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and to heal. Jesus, you begin from unity. It's your call. First of all, we don't make ourselves evangelizers, apostles. You make us, Jesus. It's your call. But you've called us all to sanctity and to apostolate. You've called us all, and you've called us within the unity of the church. He called the twelve together. The twelve represent the twelve apostles. They represent the bishops. They represent union with the universal church and union with our local bishops. So everything begins with unity. Unity which can involve great diversity. There are many different pieces in a clock. Each part working together. It's great that we have our different approaches, our different characters. I was very happy to be at the World Youth Day in Lisbon in August and it was so wonderful to see so many weird and wonderful forms of life in the church. My own form of life in the church could be considered weird and wonderful too. It's wonderful to see this variety but we're all working together, all united with the Holy Father in the fundamental doctrine and discipline and sacraments of the church. And Jesus, in that apostolic mission that you gave to the twelve and that you give to us, we see five aspects. You gave them power over demons. You gave them authority over demons. You sent them to cure diseases, to preach the kingdom and to heal. Five specific things. Let's unpack those in the remainder of this meditation. Power makes us think of the Holy Spirit. The Divine Spirit with power over evil spirits. Too often we exaggerate the power of the enemies of God, the forces opposing God, and we don't think about the power of God. Christ talks about the Holy Spirit precisely in terms of power. Jesus, you said to the apostles, when you promised them the Holy Spirit, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Are we aware of the power of the Spirit in our work of evangelization, in our apostolate? 
to overcome obstacles. Human power, the obstacles to God. Are we aware of the power of prayer to change hearts? It makes me think of what the angel Gabriel said to our lady, the power of the Most High will come upon you. This power was particularly evident in the Old Testament. God rescuing Israel from Egypt, opening the Red Sea. Do we consider this power, the power of God? Too often we focus on our own powerlessness. St. Josemaria had a great sense of divine power. He'd say, God does not lose battles. And he'd quote scripture, the arm of the Lord has not been shortened. It makes me think also of St. Paul's stress on Christ's power over all human power and authority. Writing to the Ephesians, he says that Christ is far above all rule and authority and power and dominion. And then writing to the Colossians, he says how Christ on the cross disarmed the principalities and powers and made a public example of them, triumphing over them. Christ disarmed all human power by the cross, the power of the cross. By suffering and mortification and self-denial, the work of evangelization goes forward. I remember a woman student telling me once that by fasting she'd had a good number of personal apostolic conversations with, with various people and really helped them and entered into their life. Authority also points us to the authority of Christ, but also the, how Christ has given us that authority in our own work of evangelization. Jesus, you said to the apostles and you say to us, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always to the close of the age. Jesus, you give us power and authority. Authority also, authority over demons. We cast them out. For example, we cast them out by bringing people to confession. In so many ways, we have authority over demons. For example, we limit their activity by the atmosphere of our homes. A Christian home limits the activity of the devil. Somehow, to a large extent, he is cast out from that home. That's why it's very good to have a bit of holy water around the home or some images of Our Lady. But the Christian environment of that home limits the activity of the devil. We're limiting their activity and their influence, although we can never rest on our laurels. The devil never takes holidays. He thinks he has authority over the world. He said that to Christ, didn't he, when he tried to tempt him. I have authority over the world. And he wants that authority. He's wrong. He doesn't have the authority, but he thinks he has, and he's trying to get it. To cure diseases and to heal. There's two separate things here. Do we cure diseases and do we heal? It's good that we make demands on people, but we also need to encourage. We need to give peace and healing. Are we empathetic? The best healing, of course, is grace in confession. But do we enter people's problems to help sort them out? There are many diseases in society which need curing. Consumerism, indifference to God, workaholism, computer addiction, pornography. We need to help people heal the wounds they have in their lives. We also need healing, but even as we are healed ourselves, we can help to heal others from these diseases. Somebody might come from a broken home or might be far from home and loved ones. It can help to distinguish between curing diseases and healing. They're not quite the same. A doctor might try to cure some diseases, Crohn's disease or yellow fever or cancer, which is not the same as healing a wound or a broken bone. So we need a bit of both, a bit of curing diseases and healing. To preach the kingdom. He sent them out to preach the kingdom. It's good to think about this kingdom. Christ's kingdom is breaking through in everyday life. Thy kingdom come, we pray in the Our Father, on earth as it is in heaven. We want to bring about a kingdom of peace and unity, of love, where God reigns. 
Does God reign around you? Do you create that environment of peace? Are you bringing about God's kingdom as much as you can in your environment? For example, bringing more harmony in your place of study or work, more unity and charity. Now we have to finish, but we can also consider, you can consider yourself as you continue this prayer, how our Lord calls for radical poverty. And he gives specific examples. Take nothing for your journey, no staff, nor bag, nor bread, nor money. And do not have two tunics. And then we have to be comfortable accepting wherever we live and whatever we're given to eat. So the work of the evangelization, the work of apostolate also needs great poverty. We have to travel light to follow Christ at his pace. Let's turn to Our Lady, who was the greatest evangelizer of all, who traveled fast and light to go to her cousin Elizabeth, because she really lived poverty. Holy Mother, Queen of Apostles, help us to be daring, brave apostles ourselves, bringing Christ's kingdom to our environment. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my God and Angel, intercede for me. If you want more of 10 Minutes with Jesus, you'll find it at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. We'll begin this liturgical day in just a few minutes. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. On the Memorial of St. Vincent de Paul, September 27, 2023, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek, and we begin this day of prayer joining with the whole church, led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth will proclaim your praise. Worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him. The dry land, too, for it was formed by his hand. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia! 
Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are his people, the flock he shepherds. Come, let us worship Christ, chief shepherd of the flock. Alleluia! Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn, as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia! Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship Christ, chief shepherd of the flock. Alleluia! Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia! I love you, Lord. You are my strength. I love love you, Lord. You are my strength. I love you, Lord. My strength, my rock, my fortress, my Savior. My God is the rock where I take refuge, my shield, my mighty help, my stronghold. The Lord is worthy of all praise. When I call, I am saved from my foes. The waves of death rose about me. The torrents of destruction assailed me. The snares of the grave entangled me. The traps of death confronted me. In my anguish, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple he heard my voice. My cry came to his ears. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I love you, Lord. You are my strength. The Lord has saved me. He wanted me for his own. The Lord has saved me. He wanted me for his own. Then the earth reeled and rocked. The mountains were shaken to their base. They reeled at his terrible anger. Smoke came forth from his nostrils. 
and scorching fire from his mouth. Coals were set ablaze by its heat. He lowered the heavens and came down, a black cloud under his feet. He came enthroned on the cherubim. He flew on the wings of the wind. He made the darkness his covering, the dark waters of the clouds his tent. A brightness shone out before him with hailstones and flashes of fire. The Lord thundered in the heavens. The Most High let his voice be heard. He shot his arrows, scattered the foe, flashed his lightnings, and put them to flight. The bed of the ocean was revealed. The foundations of the world were laid bare at the thunder of your threat, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of your anger. From on high he reached down and seized me. He drew me forth from the mighty waters. He snatched me from my powerful foe, from my enemies whose strength I could not match. They assailed me in the day of my misfortune, but the Lord was my support. He brought me forth into freedom. He saved me because he loved me. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord has saved me. He wanted me for his own. Lord, kindle a light for my guidance and scatter my darkness. Lord, kindle a light for my guidance and scatter my darkness. He rewarded me because I was just. Repaid me, for my hands were clean, for I have kept the way of the Lord, and have not fallen away from my God. For his judgments are all before me, I have never neglected his commands, I have always been upright before him, I have kept myself from guilt. He repaid me because I was just, and my hands were clean in his eyes. You are loving with those who love you. You show yourself perfect with the perfect. With the sincere you show yourself sincere, but the cunning you outdo in cunning. For you save a humble people, but humble the eyes that are proud. You, O Lord, are my lamp, my God who lightens my darkness. With you I can break through any barrier. With my God I can scale any wall. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Lord God, our strength and salvation, put in us the flame of your love, and make our love for you grow to a perfect love which reaches to our neighbor. Lord, kindle a light for my eyes and and scatter my darkness. You will hear the word from my mouth. You will tell others what I have said. From the book of the prophet Ezekiel The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he led me out in the Spirit of the Lord, and set me in the center of the plain, which was now filled with bones. He made me walk among them in every direction, 
so that I saw how many they were on the surface of the plain, how dry they were. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones come to life? Lord God, I answered, you alone know that. Then he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, See, I will bring spirit into you that you may come to life. I will put sinews upon you, make flesh grow over you, cover your skin and put spirit in you so that you may come to life and know that I am the Lord. I prophesied as I had been told. And even as I was prophesying, I heard a noise. It was a rattling as the bones came together, bone joining bone. I saw the sinews and the flesh come upon them and the skin cover them, but there was no spirit in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the spirit, prophesy, son of man, and say to the spirit, Thus says the Lord God, From the four winds come, O spirit, and breathe into these slain, that they may come to life. I prophesied as he told me. And the Spirit came into them, and they came alive and stood upright, a vast army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They have been saying, Our bones are dried up, our hope is lost and we are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, O my people, I will open your graves and have you rise from them and bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord, when I open your graves and have you rise from them, O my people, I will put my spirit in you, that you may live, and I will settle you upon your land. Thus you shall know that I am the Lord. I have promised and I will do it, says the Lord. The Word of the Lord I shall open your graves and raise you up from them. Then, then you, you shall, shall know that, that I, I am the Lord. Lord. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he die, shall live. Then you, you shall, shall know, know that, that I am the Lord. A reading from a writing by St. Vincent de Paul, priest. 
Even though the poor are often rough and unrefined, we must not judge them from external appearances, nor from the mental gifts they seem to have received. On the contrary, if you consider the poor in the light of faith, then you will observe that they are taking the place of the Son of God who chose to be poor. Although in his passion he almost lost the appearance of a man, and was considered a fool by the Gentiles and a stumbling block by the Jews, he showed them that his mission was to preach to the poor. He sent me to preach the good news to the poor. We also ought to have this same spirit and imitate Christ's actions, that is, we must take care of the poor, console them, help them, support their cause. Since Christ willed to be born poor, he chose for himself disciples who were poor. He made himself the servant of the poor and shared their poverty. He went so far as to say that he would consider every deed which either helps or harms the poor as done for or against himself. Since God surely loves the poor, he also loves those who love the poor. For when one person holds another dear, he also includes in his affection anyone who loves or serves the one he loves. That is why we hope that God will love us for the sake of the poor. So when we visit the poor and needy, we try to be understanding where they are concerned. We sympathize with them so fully that we can echo Paul's words, I have become all things to all men. Therefore, we must try to be stirred by our neighbor's worries and distress. We must beg God to pour into our hearts sentiments of pity and compassion and to fill them again and again with these dispositions. It is our duty to prefer the service of the poor to everything else and to offer such service as quickly as possible. If a needy person requires medicine or other help during prayer time, do whatever has to be done with peace of mind. Offer the deed to God as your prayer. Do not become upset or feel guilty because you interrupted your prayer to serve the poor. God is not neglected if you leave him for such service. One of God's works is merely interrupted so that another can be carried out. So when you leave prayer to serve some poor person, remember that this very service is performed for God. Charity is certainly greater than any rule. Moreover, all rules must lead to charity. Since she is a noble mistress, we must do whatever she commands. With renewed devotion, then, we must serve the poor, especially outcasts and beggars. They have been given to us as our masters and patrons. Though I am not bound to anyone, I became a slave to all. To the weak, I became weak. I became all things to all men that I might at least save some. I was the eyes for the blind and feet for the lame. I was a father to the poor. I became all things to all men, that I might at least save some. Let us pray. O God, who for the relief of the poor and the formation of the clergy endowed the priest St. Vincent de Paul with apostolic virtues, Grant, we pray, that afire with the same spirit we may love what he loved and put into practice what he taught. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, 
who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Proclaim the kingdom and heal the sick. Those are the commands of Jesus to his apostles in today's gospel in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We're celebrating today St. Vincent de Paul, the patron of all charitable societies. It is Wednesday, September 27, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord sends the Twelve out on their mission trip and gives very specific instructions from the ninth chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Jesus called the Twelve together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and to heal. Take nothing for your journey, no staff, nor bag, nor bread, nor money, and do not have two tunics. And whatever house you enter, stay there, and from there depart. Wherever they do not receive you, When you leave that town, shake off the dust from your feet as a testimony against them. And they departed and went through the villages, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. We've often been taught that if you want mercy, you have to show mercy. And it's so true. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. St. Augustine states that mercy is the showpiece of the soul since it makes it appear good and beautiful and covers a multitude of sins. He who begins to suffer over the miseries of others begins to abandon sin. For this very same reason, when we go to visit the sick, we should bring along a friend. This should be a natural part of our apostolate. The soul that partakes of another's sufferings is rewarded with a richer understanding of the love of God. St. Augustine points out that by loving one's neighbor, we purify the sight of our eyes in such a way as to be able to see God. Our vision is sharpened in the perception of divine goods. Egoism hardens the heart, while the exercise of charity enables us to rejoice in God. Hence, charity is a foretaste of eternal life. Eternal life itself may be understood as an uninterrupted act of charity. What better reward could our Lord give to us than the gift of himself? What better prize than for Christ to increase our ability to love the others? No matter how much you may love, you will never love enough. The human heart is endowed with an enormous coefficient of expansion. When it loves, it opens out in a crescendo of affection that overcomes all barriers. If you love our Lord, there will not be a single creature that does not find a place in your heart. In our modern world, one cannot help but notice that there are a growing number of people who require the assistance of Christians, the elderly, the sick, the depressed, the homeless. 
There are many people who suffer in their own homes the difficulties of sickness or the disgrace of poverty, though there may be fewer of these people than there once were. Today we have many nursing homes and residences for old people. There are many organizations and programs dedicated to people in need. Yet despite the best of intentions, these institutions often harbor multitudes of lonely individuals who live in great spiritual want. Deprived of the affection of friends and relatives, these sorry people may find themselves completely abandoned. When we provide companionship to those who suffer in this way, we bring upon ourselves the mercy of the Lord. This is something which we need as much as anyone else. In today's Liturgy of the Hours, we find this prayer to the Lord. Bring it about that we might know how to discover you in all of our brothers and sisters above all in those who are poor and those who are suffering. Close by the side of those who suffer, we will find Mary, comforter of the afflicted. She will make our hearts sensitive to the needs of others. Then we will never ignore sick people or keep at a distance from anyone who is suffering in body or soul. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers, and you'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Let's pray with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia.
Lord, in your light we see light itself. O Lord, o Lord in, in your light we see light itself. Sin speaks to the sinner in the depths of his heart. There is no fear of God before his eyes. He so flatters himself in his mind that he knows not his guilt. In his mouth are mischief and deceit. All wisdom is gone. He plots the defeat of goodness as he lies on his bed. He has set his foot on evil ways. He clings to what is evil. Your love, O Lord, reaches to heaven, your truth to the skies. Your justice like God's mountain, your judgments like the deep. To both man and beast you give protection. O Lord, how precious is your love. My God, the sons of men find refuge in the shelter of your wings. They feast on the riches of your house. They drink from the stream of your delight. In you is the source of life, and in your light we see light. Keep on loving those who know you, doing justice for upright hearts. Let the foot of the proud not crush me, nor the hand of the wicked cast me out. See how the evildoers fall? Flung down, they shall never arrive. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it, it was, was in, in the, the beginning, beginning is now. now. And, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, you are the source of unfailing light. Give us true knowledge of your mercy, so that we may renounce our pride and be filled with the riches of your house. O Lord, in your light we see light itself. O God, you are great and glorious. We marvel at your power. O God, you are great and glorious. We marvel at your power. Strike up the instruments, a song to my God with timbrels. Chant to the Lord with cymbals. Sing to him a new song. Exalt and acclaim his name. A new hymn I will sing to my God. O Lord, great are you and glorious, wonderful in power and unsurpassable. Let your every creature serve you. For you spoke, and they were made. You sent forth your Spirit, and they were created. No one can resist your word. The mountains to their bases, and the seas are shaken. The rocks, like wax, melt before your glance. But to those who fear you, you are very merciful. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. O God, you are great and glorious. We marvel at your power. Exalt in God's presence with hymns of praise. Exalt in God's presence with hymns of praise. All peoples, clap your hands. Cry to God with shouts of joy. For the Lord, the Most High, we must fear, great King over all the earth. He subdues peoples under us and nations under our feet. Our inheritance, our glory, is from Him, given to Jacob out of love. God goes up with shouts of joy. 
The Lord goes up with trumpet blast. Sing praise for God. Sing praise. Sing praise to our King. Sing praise. God is King of all the earth. Sing praise with all your skill. God is King over the nations. God reigns on His holy throne. The princes of peoples are assembled with the people of Abraham's God. The rulers of the earth belong to God, to God all who reigns over all. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. God, King of all peoples and all ages, it is your victory we celebrate as we sing with all the skill at our command. Help us always to overcome evil by good, and we may rejoice in your triumph forever. Exalt in God's presence with hymns of praise. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider how their lives ended and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teaching. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. On your walls, Jerusalem, I have set my watchmen to guard you. On your your walls, walls, Jerusalem, I have have set my watchmen to guard you. Day or night, they will not cease to proclaim the name of the Lord. I have have set set my watchmen to guard you. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. On your your walls, Jerusalem, I have set my watchmen to to guard you. Vincent consoled the sorrowful, defended the rights of orphans, and generously aided widows. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way to give his people knowledge of salvation by by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, 
is now, and and will will be forever. Amen. Vincent consoled the sorrowful, defended the rights of orphans, and generously aided widows. Christ is the Good Shepherd who laid down His life for His sheep. Let us praise and thank Him as we pray. Nourish your people, Lord. Christ, you decided to show your merciful love through your holy shepherds. Let your mercy always reach us through them. Nourish your people, Lord. Through your vicars, you continue to perform the ministry of Shepherd of Souls. Direct us always through our leaders. Nourish your people, Lord. Through your holy ones, the leaders of your people, you served as physician of our bodies and our spirits. Continue to fulfill your ministry of life and holiness in us. Nourish your people, Lord. You taught your flock through the prudence and love of your saints. Grant us continual growth in holiness under the direction of our pastors. Nourish your people, Lord. And now let us pray with confidence as Christ our Lord asked. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. O God, who for the relief of the poor and the formation of the clergy endowed the priest St. Vincent de Paul with apostolic virtues. Grant, we pray, that afire with the same spirit we may love what he loved and put into practice what he taught. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. John and Glenn are standing by with morning air in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid a bit later on this morning. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. Go out, make this a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.